Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> well, here on the Ned Natter show, we're celebrating the start of season number five. And at Two Medicine Farm, we're still in the midst of hurricane season, but we're also experiencing the promise of fall and cooler days. Yeah, well, so far it's only cool at night. The days have been pretty hot. Added to that, with the switching veggies, yeah, the ends are now a thing of the past. My biggest enemy is caterpillars. Mm. Yep, despite the turn towards autumnal leaves, on the trees that is, in Florida, the old leaf munchers are still out in full force, and believe me, some of them are really weird looking too. As <laughs> that, I keep getting asked about why I joined the 1%. Yep, Ned Nutter's now a minority. Hang on though, don't panic. I haven't changed sex or race, lost a leg, one ear, or even joined, you know, them non-binary folks. No, oh no, not me. Everything's intact round here. Well, at least it was when I had a shower about two hours ago. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about me farm becoming 100% organic. Yeah, well, that's aside from the wife, Elsie, of course. <laughs> Besides, after looking at all those caterpillars, I have to ask myself that same question some days. Why organic? <laughs> well, in reality, I think organic food is better to eat and better for the earth too, but... Uh, it's just the drama of having me farmhands wandering around, squishing the crawlers one at a time. <laughs> oh dear, well actually that's not the case. There are organic pesticides, you know, away from me farmhands. Add to that, they're far more efficient and work 24-7 without having to break for the numerous reasons Ding Dang and company seem to conjure them up one at a time. <laughs> anyway, think of nightmares. I'm still having these really weird dreams. Yep, they return with a vengeance like never before. There's still something in the air, and before you ask, no, it's not me organic pesticides. <laughs> anyway, this week, they got worse. Oh, I had this in his dream, see, I remember driving down to Miami. Don't ask me why, but I took me truck. Too far for the tractor, of course. The first part of the nightmare was realising I had two passengers. Yep. The wife Elsie and her buddy Beyond It. Yep, that's Beyond It Brandy to Washington or to her closest friends, BBW. Fortunately though, they weren't on the inside of the truck. You know, they were sitting outside in the truck bed, stuffing their faces with endless small packs of crisps, chips and uh, other snacks and letting the empties fly into the wind as I drove along. Yep. They're not cool, environmentally minded. When we finally reached Miami, though, I found myself sitting in the truck at South Beach. Only the engine wouldn't start up again, and there was obviously no AC either. The truck was still making a noise, though, and as I looked over... Sitting on the bench seat next to me was old Nan 
and her buddy Toshiko Suzuki. Yeah, that's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson. That is wife from Beverly Hills, sex therapist, highness now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> She's still here, keeping me awful, ancient parent, old nan, company. Oh, dear. <laughs> Well, when they babble away to each other, it does sound like a constantly droning engine anyway. <laughs> the wife and BBW was still laying in the truck bed, eating and arguing over who should eat what flavour. <laughs> well, by then, I'm deep in my nightmare, aren't I? And all I can see through my windshield is beautiful women walking up and down the beach in some of the smallest stolen bikinis I've ever seen. <laughs> well, to be honest, I never see any in my part of Florida. Yep, and that's a nightmare too. <laughs> Eating the noise inside the truck was increasing by the second. It brought new meaning to the word claustrophobia. In fact, I began to empathise with sardines and tomato sauce. Yep. <laughs> But it wasn't long before my hideous situation improved. Why? Because my truck was suddenly in the ocean and filling up rapidly with water. Yup, and the only way out was through my driver's side window. <laughs> yup, sink or swim. The old birds were up to their necks in water and still nattering. Whilst Elsie and beyond it had obviously floated off to become hazards to navigation. <laughs> All I could do was hear this continual glug, glug, glug sound. Mm. I thought it was all seawater entering my old truck. Yep, that was until I suddenly woke up to see the wife staring at me with a two-litre bottle of soda in her hand. Glued to that ever-open orifice, she calls a mouse. <laughs> yep, glug, glug, glug. The nightmare had started all over again. Trouble is, I wasn't waking up from this one. No, I was already awake with a stiff neck after dozing off in my favourite armchair. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Old Nan and her buddy Toshiko Zuki have been having a rare and quiet week. See, the doctor told the old Nan, you know, you need to cut back on drinking and smoking. So now she's only smoking 40 a day. <laughs> and drinking one bottle of whiskey. And see, he told her she wouldn't make it to 100 if she carried on like that. <laughs> Strange when she's been carrying on like that for nearly 90 years already. I reckon, you know, the old smoke keeps anything else harmful out of her lungs and the whiskey's partially embalmed her head of time anyway. You know, it's kind of stopped the rot, well, on the inside anyway. It hasn't made her any less evil though, you know. I just think she needs to live longer so there's more time for her to spend all the money she skimmed off every one of her illicit gambling adventures. On the other hand, though, Toshiko loves to drink too, but apparently she gave up smoking a few years ago. Well, cigarettes, that is. Now she just has the odd cigar. Usually Cuban and the largest available. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 
the largest available oh dear well added to that i wanted to mention something odd you know i'm having a real problem with old nan telling everyone she's 95 and a half years old i mean you know when an eight-year-old says they're eight and a half that's different isn't it you know they're working towards 18 when they can do most things adults do but when someone who looks closer to a living fossil says it, you know, I just wonder why. After all, when a museum dates fossils, they usually say it's between 2.8 million and 2.75 million years old. Yep, no halves anywhere. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. On the other hand, me usually scruffy fireman ding-dang has been constantly changing ever since me former camper Quinton and his partner Quaglet moved into his old trailer home. Painter, writer and former movie extra Quinton's constantly guiding hands have been busy. Yeah, sometimes I even heard it's both hands. <laughs> yep, I'm talking about his little thing, the flamboyant eye for the farm guy. Quinton even took him to this really old place a few days ago, yeah, to a boutique for men's clothing. In fact, Quinton told me it was a metrosexual paradise. Well, I had to say to him, you know, it's a very dated old word, isn't it, Quinton? But, you know, I never think Ding Dong will get close to that. You know, he has too many hygiene lapses and no dress sense at all. <laughs> Anything in his favour is his highly questionable sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd say more questionable, you know, I guess after a few bottles of bud. This appears to have become further muddled, though, since me camp has moved in with him. All I can say is Ding Dang's trailer has only got one very small closet. So you never know. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, though, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on the show. And here's Ding Dang's southern quote. This week it's I don't think pink is my colour and from next week they're paying some rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. This according to him relates directly to the recommended shirts that Quinton picked out for him this week. And the added fact that the former campers, life partners Quinton and Craglet have been living rent free in Ding Dang's trailer for several weeks now. Personally, I think that Ding Dang should get a red shirt, yep, to match his cheeks, yep, and I do mean the ones on his face. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts, so if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I mentioned Elsie, the wife's favourite subject, food, of course. Yep, but I'm not featuring her private recipes and ideas for cooking this time. <laughs> oh no, I just couldn't face a revolting offering from the swamp. <laughs> oh dear, and as you know, I cook my own food and leave it to that cosy relationship with the microwave. But I had the misfortune of studying some of the things she does eat, and I got into a major muddle. Well, the reason's simple. 
All that packet food, frozen stuff, cans a lot have the old nutritional info on them, don't they? You know, we've all seen it, but do we really look? Each packet says the calories are based on a 2,000 calorie a day diet. So how on earth do you work it all out realistically, eh? I mean, when I eat a banana, there's no calorie value printed on it. Same with me cabbages. But when it comes to packets or cans, it then says something like, oh, 400 calories per serving. And there's like four servings in the can or pack. So you can eat the whole thing. You already eat only 400 away from the famous 2000 limit. <laughs> so I went through the wife's cupboards and freezer and tossed it all up in my head. You know, I hate to use calculators. It makes me lazy. Anyway, I came to a simple conclusion. Yep, the wife and her buddy beyond it do actually eat roughly 2,000 calories each. Now, before you think you've heard me all wrong, I haven't finished. Yep, that's roughly 2,000 calories an hour. <laughs> Not the day, and that's a very big, oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again stop by and say hi me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate nudist swinger old Fred's house is now apparently the best place in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night it's called do you know Fred <laughs> you know sometimes I wish I didn't <laughs> Oh dear, well, to get inside you have to bring a bottle, bring your wife and bring potluck dishes. Yep, a lot of bringing. any rate, Fred gets to meet like-minded folks. And of course, old Lonnie gets to eat stacks of free food. Mm, that's what he lives for. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around, I learned Fred's theme for the party this week. It wasn't just the nudist thing, it was hardly an original thing either. Well... First part anyway, lingerie and, yep, wait for it, predators. <laughs> yep, an oh dear alright and a pretty odd combination. But Fred is odd by most folks' standards. <laughs> I just couldn't resist taking a look. See, according to the sheriff, we've already got a few predators in a five mile radius, but apparently that wasn't Fred's plan. Actually, he hadn't banked on the correct interpretation of his plans. I looked in alright but only for 30 seconds. Yep, 30 seconds. There were three women, all dressed as predators. <laughs> From the same name movie, of course, and 20 men in lingerie. <laughs> yep, men. And what they didn't seem to realise is all that risque and usually pleasing stuff might have been designed to entertain both men and women, but was never invented for the former to wear. After all, most women don't have hanging appendages, do they? Well, the ones that do I usually avoid anyway. <laughs> Nevertheless, guess what? I took immediate and quick steps. That's it, right out the door and back into me old truck. It's not too bad from zero to 30. Mm, yet faster than most predators, I'd say. <laughs> well, see, we haven't got cheaters around here. Well... Not the big cat version, anyway. <laughs> the wife's buddy beyond it, though, she reckons she's a cougar. 
<clears throat> On the other hand, I just can't see her climbing a tree or reaching 50 mile an hour either. <laughs> well, not with that worst set of wheels underneath her anyway. <laughs> you know, and I thought me Miami nightmare was bad enough until I saw that happy little laces and frills group. Yeah, and that's strictly frills spelt with an F. It made the word I saw look sore. Yeah, it was closer to conjunctivitis. <laughs> Fred told me later that it wasn't supposed to be a cross-dressing party and he never expected that kind of turnout. I had to remind him where and what he was advertising to begin with. Oh dear Fred, he reckoned in future he'd stick with street clothes and simple nudism. <laughs> Some days I wish old Fred would stick to something else, you know, other than swinging his life away, that is. You know, he's like an excessive, or obsessive, should I say, stamp or baseball card collector. Yeah, he's never going to be happy as he's got old of the entire collection. <laughs> Add to that drama, me old long-lost relative Skip Natter is still living at old Fred's place too, and he's been dodging the naked environment this week to concentrate on his latest money-making scheme. It's called African Space Tourism. <laughs> yep, Skip's just discovered another crazy bandwagon and he's hopping on board in the hope of selling a bunch of folks short, as usual. And I'm not talking about him coming up short at the old Fred's nudist swinger parties either. No, no, see, most folks don't understand is there's space tourism and space tourism. So the old Skip isn't talking cosmos. Oh no, he's talking the open spaces in Africa. <laughs> yep, mostly desert in this case. The Sahara has lots of space for sure. I just hope he's being honest with the folks he's already signed up for. Space. <laughs> <laughs> the upside of his latest con is he's given everyone Fred's address and not mine. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time old Nan remembers the time she actually lost at poker. Yep, lost, and it wasn't because she was wearing short sleeves either. <laughs> oh no, Nan had forgotten her reading glasses. Well, all four pairs to be precise. If you recall, she needs one to find the others, and this. A spade and a club kind of merge into a weird-looking black shape without them. And her mid-range glasses, you know, don't see the hearts and diamonds. They look like blobs of red ink, nothing more. <laughs> so with black and red things nearby and in the distance, the old crow was screwed. Yep, sorry, a nasty thought, I know, but, uh, you know, what I mean, shuffle, deal, cut and fold, 52 playing cards, that just look the same. Winning streak or not, the double-dealing poker queen lost out bad. Anyway, now she's bought another set for her handbag. Yep, glasses that is, not cards. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. 
Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. Middle of row books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> OK, then, I've ended up with a couple of new books this time. The first one is called Dating Fossils by Millie N. Hall. <laughs> oh dear. This book is aimed at folks trying to deal with fossils, a rather nasty and sarcastic way of describing their older community members. <laughs> The author reckons she's got a foolproof system, but to be honest, I reckon she's just another ugly supporter of the ageism agenda. <laughs> anyway, let's have a look. There are no chapters in this one. No, just a bunch of subsections. And the first one is called Weeding Out and deals with the author's methods in discovering the age of a fossil in one question. Mm. The shock approach comes first. Threaten them with a big screen TV. <laughs> if that doesn't work, secretly take away their flip phone and replace it with a smartphone. <laughs> or, if you want the easy route, you know, you just send them a catalogue in the mail, you know, for brightly coloured clothes, you know, other than the usual grey and brown. <laughs> if that doesn't work, ask them if they've got a landline or a dial-up connection for the internet. Chances are... If they're genuine fossils, they won't even know what the internet is. <laughs> you know, I'm stopping right there. All I can say to this one is composty. You know. <laughs> also, I've got my new system for bad books. Me farm dog, young Clay, hates books and magazines. He tears them to shreds and stares at Elsie <laughs> while he's doing it too. <laughs> so I'm letting him have the book first and then I'm bunging the shreds in me compost. Yep, should be good for water retention around me fruit trees next year. <laughs> my second book is called Your Apps Are Crap by a Fossil. <laughs> And lists everything there's not an app for. Yeah, it's actually featured in the best horror stories of the year for all millennial readers. Some reckon it's so shocking it should be either banned or carry an age restriction. <laughs> yeah, only suitable for readers over 50. <laughs> anyway, back to A Fossil's fascinating book. He has a list and description for each item. The list is very extensive, so I'm just going to pick a handful of favourites. So uh, here goes, all right. First one, the STD app. It says you don't need an app to know if you've got an STD. <laughs> the dog walker, yep. You find a thing called a leash and attach it to the doggy with a collar. <laughs> the snow shoveler. The phone sucks at this. Try a thing called a shovel. Yep, use your phone if you like to look it up if you've never seen one before. <laughs> then we move on to the data. Yep, you can find a date with an app, but try finding one to do the business for you. <laughs> He's got a point there, hasn't he? The loser. Oh dear, I can't find an app for this. Then we've got the sports. Yep, 
Try knocking the ball out of the park with an app. Yep, might break your phone. <laughs> and my last choice is the motivator. Yep, there's no motivation app. The author just says, all your apps are crap. Toss your apps and get real. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, you'll be pleased to learn. I'm keeping this one in its own special place on my farm library shelf. It's the Ned Natter Show Book of the Year to date. Two pitchforks up for a fossil. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Western New Guinea, which comes under the old Indonesian flag. And it's not a revolting foodie one either. Oh dear. It's called Iki Palin. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the former Alaska governor, I don't think. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to learn it's all about a ritualistic practice undertaken by the Danai tribe, where the women cut off the top of their finger when a loved one dies. And apparently it's a way of dealing with grief. They tie a bit of string close to the top joint of the finger and then get to work on it with a stone knife. Mm, or some of them just start chewing. <laughs> apparently it symbolises the pain of the loss of a loved one. Oh dear, I reckon it just symbolises pain, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, it's like a kind of uh, excessive nail-biting experience, only your fingers don't grow back. <laughs> you know, I was thinking if my old mother, Nan, had practised that ritual in her lifetime, she had to start on her toes by now. <laughs> well, the good news is the old Indonesian government banned this thing a few years ago, so um, it's about the same time as the dial phones reached the old tribe. <laughs> Apparently, no fingertips caused all kinds of misdialed numbers. <laughs> By the way, this is the same tribe that adds, not just takes away. Apparently, to hide their modesty, the men fit huge dried-out fruit gourds over their penises. <laughs> mm. The things look like scruffy lengths of rope and make it look about three feet long. Zowie! <laughs> You know, some of these guys show it off with pride so the tourists can take a few photos and that takes time, of course, there. With all that tying involved, I just hope they go in for the safest knots, not the old noose kind. I just can't imagine what it's like if you hold on too long, you know. You couldn't rush to untie this contraptionary. And if you're thinking what I'm thinking, me incontinent political commentating neighbour, old Rush, would get himself all knotted up out there for sure. <laughs> it wouldn't just be his famous gotta go, it would be gotta go get unknotted. Oh dear. <laughs> get it wrong and you've got more problems than simply cutting off the blood flow on you. <laughs> and then there's the embarrassment of asking for outside help. Someone, anyone, please help. 
I'm all cockeyed and knotted up over here. Before I leave the Dan, I also want to mention that they still mummify their most successful and feared warriors and even keep them indoors to show visitors. You know, maybe mummification is something I should consider for me, my old man. She never moves far from one spot in the house most days already. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck is at it again. He's confused me. Yes, he said to me uh, he used to eat every week at an all-you-can-eat buffet. And then he just threw these initials at me. D-U-I. Well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate it for you. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words and old Nigel's totally confused as usual. This time, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. And the initials, D-U-I. Yep, that's quite a combination, but I'll be giving you the short version, Nigel. (laughs) Buck reckoned, you know, he could always eat well. One of them all-you-can-eat buffets. But in reality, there's a big difference between overeating and eating well, isn't there? Half the dishes, you see, look like overeated or reeated leftovers. <laughs> With extra salt. You know, you spend more on drinks trying to quench your endless thirst after eating. There's even salt in the free water jugs. They're the kind of places folks like the wife Elsie and a buddy beyond it dream of. But as you know, they don't have normal stomachs to begin with. Oh no, just bottomless pits, to be honest. You know. They're known locally as the buffet bankruptors. <laughs> anyway, before I digress further, being overstuffed doesn't constitute a DUI. And that means overoiled instead, or driving under the influence. In your language, Nigel, simply drink driving, yeah. <laughs> If Buck drunk as much as he ate, he'd be DUI for sure. But if you ever got close enough to me half-brother, Buck Natter, you'd find out he's usually well-oiled all day and night. Put it this way, he's drunk in charge of everything he touches, even himself. (laughs) End of story. 
So Nigel, I hope that makes it all nice and clear for you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and Colin, political commentator neighbour of Russia's Stonewall Jackson Farm, to listen to the late second news from the right centre and all these instalments. Yet with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> Our new neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, the old polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, is in California for six weeks. And like Rush said, he's safer in a Democrat state. <laughs> well, this week, Rush got focused on his new segment and has forgotten all about the Democrats. Well, the current situation, that is although his politics are always on track. He's thinking that conversion is better than preaching. Rush said he's leaving the preaching to the preacher from now onwards, so we've got Rush's latest contribution to the Ned Nat Show. Yeah, here's his new feature, How to Become a Republican. He got off to a slow start last time, but this week he's back on form. Well, in his very own words, that is. His offering is very simple. Yep, very simple indeed. <laughs> Here it is then. First, remember, the US borders are borders, not colanders. <laughs> and remember, the borders around your home and person. It's your duty to fiercely protect them with your Second Amendment rights. It's that easy. <laughs> Well, Rush, that was definitely a statement to end all statements. But as usual, before he could say anything else, his words tailed off and he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear. Rush, has always gotta go. And flush. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts, so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> Alice now has a growing collection of pet chickens, you know, we're exotic specimens now number 20 cocks and 15 hens. So we got into a serious conversation about chickens first, then she reckoned it was time for me full tarot reading. Mm. She said it was the best time of year when combined with everything else that's happening in the universe right now. Of course I told Alice me real worries are what's happening here on earth. The universe, you know, seems to carry on quite well without our interference, even when all these so-called billionaires are trying to get closer to it with their little competing spacecraft. <laughs> See, I think it's no more than some big ego trip myself, you know. Of course, Alice was ready to agree on that one. She reckoned their space probes were making up for something that's seriously lacking in their lives. Yep, nam namely, another kind of probe. <laughs> Yep, also powered by oxygen to some degree, and often just as messy, only the fallout never ends up polluting the outer atmosphere or space. <laughs> so, after a little rant, out came the tarot cards. Yep, but you'll never believe me reading this time. I got the sun, 
the star and the wheel of fortune yep me best cards ever old alice was taken back you know <laughs> but what she didn't know i'd cleared me head of everything negative in me life up front before visiting her you know and it worked a treat <laughs> before i could say much else alice reminded me how i should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me and she decided to baffle me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue those butterflies have flown all the way from Canada and are on their way to Mexico. Yep. The year's last generation of monarchs lives as long as eight to nine months rather than the usual two to six weeks. I'm not sure whether monarchs are at it, but uh, what young Alice doesn't realise is all those butterflies and moths are responsible for caterpillar carnage in me greens. <laughs> Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I got it all here the Ned Natter show. <laughs> right then, I got a call from Priscilla in Princeton and she wanted to let me know about a new business startup. It's ready to build these super farming robots that are also packed with artificial intelligence. Yep, AI. The robots can feed and nurture the plants to the point where they learn just about everything the plants need. It all sounds great. So I looked up the information and found out you know, they just got 50 million of capital to help with their plans. So let's look at it in terms of cash. They've got to sell a lot of plants to get that kind of investment back, haven't they? You know, I got my tractor, you're under 10 grand, a few dippy farmhands and some useful tools. Well, other than me farmhands, that is. <laughs> so it's a matter of less than like 50 grand. I admit me helpers haven't got AI but they do understand me instructions. Yep, dig here, plant there, weed that, water those, and last but not least, get back to work, you lazy muckers. <laughs> my second item comes from John in John O'Groats. Yep, that's in Bonnie, Scotland, right at the top there. And he's called me about this really troubling news. He's saying that babies are full of microplastics. Oh dear. So I was wondering how this happens, and I, I think John is a victim of inflated fake news here. Well, let's just say a highly inaccurate headline. Turns out the poor little babies are chewing pieces off their plastic pacifiers and swallowing them. You know, we used to call pacifiers dummies back in England, but I can't use that word here in the US. See me farmans all show up at once when I say it. <laughs> anyway, I digress. You know, you got it, plastic, micro-sized bits too, little mouths means little pieces. The way the article explained it, you'd have thought the babies had been born with plastic parts. You know, I've heard of Lego, but that's taken things too far. <laughs> you know, if there's any loose plastic around, I guess it was inside the head of the original writer. Yeah, but unlike Lego, the pieces don't fit together too well, do they? With a few of the recent stories I've heard spouted, I could think of another plastic, yeah, cling wrap. I'm sure it'll work well on them. <laughs> you know, 
I think I'm part of another new minority after all. Yeah, I'm not just the organic one. Yeah, I'm one of those odd people who thinks for himself. Yeah, and I never believe anything I read until I personally triple check it. Anyway, this new thing's called the BCM movement. Yeah, brain cells matter. Yeah, it's time to get them working. <laughs> I really believe it's that bad some days. Well, just as an extra, I got a third caller this time, and this one's made me smile a bit. You know, it comes from Billy in Bangkok, a long way away. And he tells me that because of a drop-off in tourism, the taxi cabs in his own city are all parked up in a kind of taxi graveyard until they can get back to work. Of course, because the drivers are out of work too, and hungry for more than tips, they've made little gardens growing veggies. Very nice, isn't it? But now the interesting part, you know, the gardens are built on top of the taxi roofs. Oh dear. I just hope nobody shouts, you know, taxi, and they end up rushing off in a hurry. And all I can see is vegetable sidewalk soup. Nasty. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious command agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I'm looking through 50%'s latest offering, and I'm really not sure about this one at all. I know some folks are obsessed with environmental and green issues, but this might be taking things too far. Oh dear. This is the kind of ad you can actually smell whilst you listen to it. <laughs> anyway, so here it goes. You're just going to love our unique green and gentle offer. Here at Super Stinky But Green Ink, we've got the best range of products on planet Earth, for planet Earth, all fresh from our wind-powered California warehouse. we got a special this week only on our broccoli shampoo. It's not only deep cleaning your hair, but lives up to its name. The next day, you'll wake up to hair really smelling of shampoo. <laughs> oh, why not check out our one-of-a-kind cauliflower soap? Yeah, it's guaranteed to be the only soap where you have to thoroughly wash your hands. Yep, twice. It also has that same one-of-a-kind companion signature scent of our shampoo. So visit our website today to learn more at cruciferousstink.stink.com and order the ideal product for your personal hygiene needs today. But don't forget our unique 30-day guarantee. You'll stink like a green person or your money back. <laughs> With every order placed this week only, we're offering a free sample of our Brussels sprout deodorant and that's an unrepeatable introductory offer so don't delay think of the planet today you can't smell worse anywhere else on earth <laughs> you know that's making me think about cabbages maybe they'd like to try something with them I mean there's nothing worse than rotten cabbage is there well actually there is Elsie after a day of eating beans Oh dear. <laughs> One of the things bothering me though, why do advertisers have to say things like planet Earth? I mean, 
Have you checked out the shipping rates to any other planet recently? Well, I'll tell you, it's not only extremely expensive, it's slower than surface mail to Bangladesh. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, we show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember a farm as I get older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'll be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. LAUGHTER